He was a young man when he started coming. Come on, preach it to us today. <laughs> All right. Hey, I know we got the we got the Mevo thing going. So, how far to the how far to my left can I go and get out? Where am I at here? Okay. I'm not getting a lot of I'm not getting a lot of feedback here. What what, what do we got? What do we got? <laughs> you don't know. Y'all want me to stand right here? Y'all stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Quick story. A guy was on a desert island for years and years and years. And they, uh, they finally rescued him. And so he was, he was taking them around the island, you know, showing them what he had done and where he'd been. And, and he showed them the house he built, you know, and they were, they were impressed by that. And, and then they, he bought, he built a little store, you know, that he would come and steal stuff. And, uh, you know, cause it was all his. And then, and then he walked around and he built this beautiful church and they were so impressed by this church. And they kept walking and all of a sudden there was another building over there. And they go, what's that? He goes, he goes, uh, well, that, that's another church. He goes, why well, you need two churches? He goes, well, he said, he said, I was a member of this church, but it split. And so we, we started another church over here. He was all by himself. Did y'all get that? <laughs> Somebody say, that's not us. <laughs> Come on now. All right. It, 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 didn't, it didn't go over as well as I planned, but so good to see y'all. And I love this church. I'm always, uh, always feel at home. That means, you know, get up and get it yourself, right? And so it's family. Been preaching here 20 years and uh, just love your pastors. Samuel and Amy are so precious to Laura and I. And, you know, we talk through the years, but through the year, but you know, every time I come, it's like I preached here last weekend. We always pick up right where we left off, but yet, you know, over this last year, a lot of water under the bridge. Hello. But, uh, how many know our best days are ahead? And so let's lift this service up in prayer. This is going to be a very unusual service. Is that all right with y'all? Y'all like different? Well, y'all fixing to get a, a bucket full of it. And so, uh, let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for the wonderful, incredible, amazing name of Jesus. Thank you for the Word. Heaven and earth will pass away. Your Word will never pass away. Father, thank you for the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, you have our permission to get up all in our business and challenge us, inspire us, correct us, motivate us. Just Holy Spirit, do something special in our heart today. Father, thank you for the angels that are here. Thank you we're under an open heaven. Thank you we're standing on holy ground. Thank you, Father, that everything that happens today is going to happen in the name of Jesus. And we're walking out of here knowing our best days are ahead. Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Again, just always love coming. Laura sends her love. And and, uh, it's been a strange season for us. All three of our kids have... Moved on. I got one son. He's a he's a University of Kentucky Wildcat cheerleader, and uh, he's up there. And he was at Navarro for two years at Netflix Cheer, doing that whole thing. And so he he's over in Kentucky now. I got another daughter at Victory Bible College up in Tulsa, and then my other daughter is doing an internship at a wonderful church youth group. Young lady who used to be a TBI graduate and uh, just loved us, and we loved her and. But she's over in, on the on the island of Kauai, Hawaii, suffering for Jesus. FaceTimed us yesterday from the beach, didn't she? And so, you know, as a loving father, I must go check on her, <laughs> right? I'm, and we're going to do some ministry while we're over there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, uh, 
PBMs going to Hawaii. And we're going to check on our daughter. God's good. God's good. All the time, God is good. Appreciate everybody who came earlier this morning, the ushers, all the altar workers. And, you know, really have a, a you know, if you want to be a part of that, you know, you want to, you want to be part of those teams. You know, come and talk to Pastor Amy. Come talk to Pastor Samuel and, you know, be a part of that. And uh, we need a, every church needs an army of people who know how to pray, who know how to help people receive what Jesus provided for them at Calvary. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Um, hey, I've got a, uh, I want to share just a few things with you before we get in the word. Uh, one of the things that's happened since we've uh, been here last is Laura and I, you ever heard that term picking a fight? Well, Laura and I are picking a fight. You know, for years we've been doing the Path Marriage Seminar, and we've done that all over the country and did it in different nations. And Laura and I just have a passion for marriages. You know, how many know Satan's, there's been such a demonic attack on marriages all over this country and all over this world? I mean, horrible. And the Satan's just been tearing away at the fabric of everything that is family. And like I said, Laura and I are, are picking a fight. And so this over this last year, uh, I'm not going to go into all the details. It was just favor, favor, favor. But we started a TV program called The Path TV. And it's a, a great marriage. It's not a destination. It's a journey. It's a path. And you got to stay on that path. Amen. And so it started on, you know, with favor, Kingdom Broadcasting Network all over the world. And then another door of favor opened up, Kingdom Insight TV, streaming all over the world. But this month, uh, September the 28th at 2.30 on a uh, Tuesday afternoon, every Tuesday, the Now Network, 236 million homes, satellites, cable TV, uh, app on Roku and Apple and Amazon, and I mean just all over the world, uh, it's, it's debuting on the Now Network. And so I just wanted to show you just the first 60 seconds of one of the programs. And so do you have that queued up? Hit it, girl. And because uh, I want y'all to be praying because um, we're looking, we're picking a fight. And I'm looking for more networks. Amen. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Make sure the sound is on. Y'all will like this. There we go. Comes my good-looking wife. All right, get ready. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path TV. We're Philip and Laura Baker. Always. Thank you for spending some time with us. Amen. Uh, Come on, path. give Jesus a hand clap. Amen. You can turn it off. I just wanted y'all to see it. So we're uh, we're, we're we're launching. We're 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 launching September twenty eighth. And can I give you a praise report? You know, none of that stuff's cheap. Everybody say it's not cheap. The Now Network, everything is paid one year in advance. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap for that. Amen? Year in advance. And so God, God is good. Um, hey, Miss, Miss Sandra is going to be back there at our table. And uh, both of our books are back there. The Move and The Build. You can get both of them for $20. I'm not going to... I didn't even bring them up here. There's three bags back there. Those bags... I think I got 15 more churches to get to before Santa Claus comes. And uh, now we did postpone Bulgaria to the spring. They shut Bulgaria down. 
no-fly zone. I could go over there, but I'd have to stay in a hotel for 10 days. Everybody's saying, no, thank you, and no, thank you. So we're going to move that to March and April. But those bags help us go to the world. But inside those bags is a little flash drive, a little silver, metallic, cool box. It's got a flash drive in it. And every CD series we've ever done, 16 of them, everything's on that flash drive. It's like $600 worth of stuff. Both books are in the bag, and that bag is just $100. And so you uh, cash, credit, check, whatever you want to do, sign up for the daily move. But one of the things I want you to pray about is when you look at the PATH TV, there's so many networks, and I want to, I want to find them. And I'm believing God for about two or three more networks next year. I'm picking a fight. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of all the divorce. I'm tired of all the separation. I'm tired, I'm tired of all the tearing away at fabric, and we're, and we're going after it. And by the way, you can watch all the episodes on the YouTube channel. So just search PBM Phillips Space Baker, and you can watch them at your convenience. But um, I want you to pray about partnering with us. Every There's no way we could do what we do without the churches, businesses, people that partner with us. There's a packet out there on the table. Grab it, take it home with it. Don't do anything today. Pray over it. You say, how much? That's between you and Jesus. We have people that partner with us $10 a month. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Uh, And everywhere we go, you'll go, and you can help us take the path all over the world. Amen? So Miss Sandra will help you, and she'll be out there after the service is over. Um, I was praying this morning, and something just popped up in my spirit. And I saw this. Have you ever seen a tree full of those blackbirds? I mean, yeah, like 300 blackbirds in a tree, and then there's a sound. And then, come on, do it again. Do it right there. I saw that in my... I was up praying early this morning, I saw that. Bang! I heard a sound, and then pow! And I heard the Lord say, there's going to be a bang this morning. And I said, well, what are all those blackbirds? And I heard this word in my spirit, inflammation. In, somebody say inflammation. Do you know how much stuff that goes on in our body is inflammation? Come on, pain, soreness, stiffness, swelling. Come on, stuff going on in our organs. Whether it's your heart, whether it's your brain, whether it's your liver. Come on, whether you, come on. How, do you know how much inflammation messes with our body? I'm, there's a sound coming this morning. And that inflammation, come on, do it again. Them birds are going to fly. And I'm wondering what the impact of that will be on you. I wonder, what, I wonder when, when those birds fly and that inflammation leaves your body in a split second, what will be different? I believe all your pain's going to be gone. I believe all that soreness, all, all that stiffness. I believe, whoo, I believe some organs are going to be, come on, healed. All that arthritis, all that, oh, come on. God's going to do something amazing today. Somebody say, there's a sound coming. There's a sound coming. Just always remember the little story I've been telling for years. Y'all know the story well. Uh, I've told it here, I don't know how many times. I come back next year, I'll tell it again. I've been set free from the fear of repetition. Some of you can tell it as good as I can tell it. But it's a supernatural story, and every time I tell it, people get healed. There was a lady. She was sitting right over there. It wasn't this church. Every church has right over there. And, uh, and she had a bad knee. She had inflammation. Come on. She had a bad knee. 
And uh, her daughter asked me to come pray for her. So I'm, uh, I'm praying for this lady, real sweet. And the Lord spoke to me and said, watch her, I'm going to show you something. So I get through praying for her and I'm watching. And then I saw what God wanted me to see and it changed my life. We were already seeing so many people healed before, but after that, multiplied. Doesn't matter if I'm in church or out of church. If I tell this story, people get healed. Say, well, what in the world did you see? After I prayed for her, she never moved her knee. She just thanked me for praying. Brother Philip, thank you for praying for me. It was a really good service. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. She never moved her knee. You know why? She didn't believe she was healed. If she'd have believed she was healed, what would she have done? She had to move that sucker around. See, she didn't want to be healed. She just wanted me to pray for her. I've been in church my whole life. I know the show. I'm not here to pray for you. I'm not here to go through the motions. I want you healed. I want the birds to fly. Amen? I want you healed. I want you walking out of those doors pain-free. I want you to take the best nap you've ever taken this afternoon. Come on. I want... I want you to be able to not have to, you know, go every day having to take pain, you know, Advil and ibuprofen and come on and Tylenol and Aleve and everything else we take. I want you pain free. But in order for that to happen, you're going to have to do what that woman didn't do. So when those birds fly, how are you going to find out you're healed? What are you going to have to do to find out you're healed? If you've got a bad neck, what are you going to have to do? If you've got arthritis in your hands, what are you going to have to do? If you've got a bad knee, you got a bad back, you got, well, come on, what, what do you have to do? Holy Spirit, tell each one of them right now what are they going to have to do to find out they're healed. Tell them. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a few seconds. Holy Spirit, talk to them. Because for every one of you, it's different. If you have a lump or a knot somewhere, what would you have to do? Touch it. Holy Spirit, go ahead. Wave at me if you know. Wave at me if you know. All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Let's start here. Over this last year, we've had a lot of stuff go on. America's crazy right now. Y'all don't need me to tell you that. What's left is right. What's right is left. What's up is down. What down is up. Right? I mean, it's just, you know, if you're... If you're at a certain age, you're seeing stuff happen in America that you never thought in your wildest dreams you would ever see. There's a lot of stuff. Well, I put that stuff in three categories. I put it, uh, one of them, I put it in uh, just uh, uh, pressure, 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 pressure. Uh, There's been so much pressure. Uh, Emotional, come on, mental, uh, financial, Come on, family, relationships, job. I mean, pressure. Come on, we, we have, churches have been under pressure. I mean, church has been under pressure. I mean, just feel like you're in a vice and somebody's, come on, turning it up. Pressure, 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 pressure. And you start getting under pressure and that has, that has an effect on you. People are dealing with anxiety and stress and insomnia and panic attacks. And there's all kind of stuff going on because, come on, somebody say pressure. But then you got warfare. Anybody, has anybody felt like this year? Come on, there's been a demonic attack. Come on, just demonic attacks on churches, on people, on families. How many know there is a devil and he does not like you? Now, I'm not saying everything's a devil. Sometimes things aren't devils. They're just stupid choices. You know, if a car is going by and you stick your foot out and it runs over your foot, don't blame the devil for that. You're just stupid. 
keep your foot out of the road, right? If you go put a butter knife in an electrical socket, don't tell everybody you had a, there was an attack of the devil. No, you stupid. You put a, you put a butter knife in an electrical socket. All right. So, but there's a lot of warfare. And then third, you just got good old fashioned people. People be crazy. You know, we just have to deal with people. Uh, just everywhere you go, people lose their mind. And so, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on, and that stuff creates damage. It creates damage, hurt, offense, damage, you know, in so many different areas. And a lot of people right now are carrying around a lot of damage um, for a lot of different reasons. Things in America that's affected their life uh, directly, indirectly, a lot of damage. And we're all experts on our damage. You know, we're all experts on our damage. Yeah, it's so funny. If, if most of you, most of you, the vast majority of you, if I said, hey, I'm going to give you this microphone, I want you to come up and share a little bit, you'd be like, oh, my God, don't do that. Oh, my God, I'd pass out. Oh, my God, that's just not me. Oh, my God, oh, my God, please don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, my God, I would just, I would pass out right in front of everybody. It would just, you would just, you would, you, you know, you, you would just freak out. All right? But if I said, any of you, all of you, if I said, hey, I want you to come up here and I want, you to, I want you to tell a story about how somebody did you wrong over this last year or five years ago or ten years ago. I want you to come up here and I want you to share how somebody did you wrong. They stabbed you in the back. Uh, how, some damage that took place. Some abuse. Somebody said something that really hurt your fingers, your, your feelings. Uh, all of you would turn into T.D. Jake. You'd turn into the greatest preacher to ever live. I'm telling you right now, it was three years ago. It was a Tuesday. It was 7 o'clock at night. We were in there about telling you. And then they said, blah, blah, blah. Then I said, blah, blah, blah. Then they said, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, blah, blah, blah. It hurt me so much. And then, la, 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 la. You and it would flow out of you like rivers of dying water. We're all experts at our damage. We all know our damage. And a lot of us don't know how to talk about anything but our damage. But you know what we're, you know what we're conveniently not an expert at? Understanding the damage done through us. Yeah, people have hurt you. But you know what? You've hurt people. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. You know, the damage done to you is maximized. You know every level and how it affected you, your life, your family, your finances. I mean, you know every level of the damage done to you, but the damage done through you to others, it's minimized. You know, it really wasn't that big of a deal. They like so blew that out of proportion. You know, they didn't, they didn't even really understand what I was saying. I didn't mean to hurt their feelings. I didn't mean to do that. They just misunderstood. You know, they need to grow up spiritually. If they were more spiritually strong, they would have known that's not what I meant. How about this one? The damage done to us is always uh, uh, demonically inspired. I'm telling you right now, the devil's using that person. The devil worked through them, and it was a demonic attack on my life. Father, I just rebuke that attack in Jesus' name. 
but the damage done through us to others, it was an unfortunate accident. It's always a demonic attack when someone hurts you, but it's never a demonic attack when you hurt somebody else. It was an accident. It was an accident. I didn't mean to. Huh? They misunderstood. If they knew my heart. How about this? The damage done to us, it requires complete, complete uh, forgiveness and and a complete apology. We're going to have to sit down and you're going to have to apologize on every level that you hurt me. You're going to have to understand everything you did and apologize for all of it. And then I'm going to forgive you, but we're, we're not going to be friends anymore because, you know, I forgive, but I don't forget. But the damage done through us to others, it should be easily forgiven and forgotten. Now listen, I know what I did, but I told you I was sorry, so we're not talking about it anymore. Now I apologized, and that's it. No, we're not going to sit down and talk about it. If you're the Christian that you say you are, you would put it under the blood and we wouldn't talk about it anymore. Y'all smell it? Are y'all smelling what I'm smelling? Say, Brother Phil, what are you smelling? I'm smelling hypocrisy. Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. There is an awkward atmosphere in here right now. Because y'all know I just put my finger on something. Damage. Not just the damage done to us, but the damage done through us to others. Listen, I'm sorry people have hurt you. But you've hurt people. I've hurt people. We need to get all that damage under the blood. And here's the reason. Because if we don't, we're not going to be able to reach out and receive two things that I want to talk to you about today that we're going to need an abundance of to do everything God's called us to do in this hour. So listen, I'm going to say that again. If we don't get rid of all this damage and get it under the blood and ask God to forgive us and ask God to forgive them and ask, and ask come on, right? And us forgive them and us to forgive ourselves. We need to get all that damage under the blood because if we don't, we're not going to be able to reach out with our faith and receive two things that we need an abundance of in this hour. Families people, churches, in order to really do everything God's called us to do in this hour. The first thing that we need an abundance of, and everybody's going to agree, is we need an abundance of the glory of God. Pastor and I was talking about this yesterday. The face of God, the person of God, the Father God, His presence, His power, His, come on, His, the, the glory. Somebody say the glory. We need the glory of God. You need the glory of God in your life. We need the glory of God in this church. Because when you have His glory, you're going to have signs, miracles, and wonders. You're going to have the move of the Holy Ghost. You're going to have the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Right? That's when, that's when the anointing breaks every yoke of bondage. We need the glory of God. I heard somebody say, the world is using the supernatural to get young people. And the church is using the world to get young people. We need the glory of God. We need the glory of God. Number two, something that sounds carnal, but it, it's not carnal. It's a tool, and we need, it, we need it desperately to build the kingdom all around the world. It's called provision. 
Another word for it is finances. Another word for it is money. You're not going to build the kingdom without it. You're not going to be able to build the kingdom. You're not going to be able to do everything God's called you to do or this church to do without supernatural provision. In other words, we're blessed to be a blessing. We're not broke to be a burden. Amen? That just means we have enough to have our needs met and we have enough left over to meet the needs of the kingdom. It means, it means having divine provision for a divine assignment. How many people do you want to feed in Tyler? How many children do you want to reach? How many missionaries do you want to support around the world? How many churches do you want to build in other countries? How many Bible schools do you want to build in other countries? How many water wells do you want to put in villages in other countries? How much radio do you want to be on? How much TV do you want to be on? How many outreaches in this area do you want to have? How many backpacks do you want to give away? Are y'all with me? What does it take to do all that? It takes finances. Well, where do you think the devil fights the church the most? He wants to keep the glory. And he wants to keep the finances. Y'all ever heard of this term, supply chain? Supply chain? You may know what a supply chain is. I'll give you two famous supply chains. One of them is Amazon Prime. Come on, how many of you come home every once in a while and there's boxes in front of the door? Come on, where's, the, where's my guy, Miss Amy? Got some boxes in front of the door. Ooh. You push a button, and the next day, it's at the front door. You know, my, my two books that are out there, they're both on Amazon Prime. There is not a warehouse in the world that has boxes full of my books. It doesn't work that way. When you order my book on Amazon Prime and you push that button, it sends a signal to a computer. The computer sends a signal to a printer. It immediately prints my book in completion and then packages it and sends it to you and you get it in two days. There's not a box with books in it. They're printing it on demand. That's a supply chain. Another supply chain you're going to enjoy this afternoon when you go out to a restaurant. It's called Cisco. Cisco is food all over America. Almost every restaurant, every hospital, every school. Trucks moving all over America, delivering food all over America. That's a supply chain. But there's another supply chain I want to show you. Turn over to Mark 6. Mark the 6th chapter. Mark the 6th chapter. This is a very special passage to Laura and I. I'm going to shoot straight with you. Years ago, I preached this a lot because it was a fresh revelation and probably preached it to here. I'm pretty certain I did. And even though I moved on and, you know, you preach other things as the years go by, you know, 50 churches a year since 2003, hello, you preach other things, but it never left Laura and I. This, this, this chapter is very special to us. It's part of our DNA. It's part of our culture. It's words that you and that Laura and I use a lot. But y'all know the story. It's in Mark 6. There was a big crusade. You got 5,000 men out in the middle of nowhere. How about we add, is it okay with you if I add 2,000 women and children? Is that okay? 5,000 men, 2,000 women and children, a total of 7,000 people. Is that okay? Because you know there were women and children out there. Let's add 2,000. So you got 7,000 people. What did Jesus say? Give them something to eat. 
What do you mean give them something to eat? If we had, if we, we had this amount of money, you could only give them a bite. What do you got? They go ask around, what did they have? Five loaves, two fishes. Then he told them this. He said, all right, you got five loaves, two fishes. He said, make them all go sit down, ranks of 50 or 100, boom. And then when that was all done, come on, he began to do what? He said he looked up to heaven, he blessed the bread, he began to break it, and he fed everybody. And they were all full. And when they were done, how many baskets were left over? Twelve baskets left over. Here recently, the Lord brought me back to that chapter, and I just began to spend some time there. And the Holy Ghost gave me a thought, and oh my gosh, it shook me to my core. How many people would it have taken, cooking 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to bake that much bread, to feed 7,000 people until they were full? How much grain is that? How many people cooking? How many days? How much? How many fires? How much firewood? How many? Uh, how many uh, mules and wagons would you have to have to transport that much bread out in the middle of nowhere? Remember, seven thousand people, and they were all filled. Then you had twelve baskets. How much grain is that? How many fires is that? How many ovens is that? How many people is that? How long would that take to bake that much bread? Can we talk about the fish for a minute? How many fish is that? How many, how many boats? How many nets? How many fishermen? And then do you think they were out there eating fish raw? No, so they had to have fire. So how many fires did you have to have to cook all the fish? How much firewood? Of course, there wouldn't have been any firewood because it's all being used to bake the bread. I can't find no, can't find no firewood anywhere. What's going on? I don't know. Everybody's breaking bread. Come on, you'd be cutting down every tree within 30 miles to cook that much bread, cook that much fish. How much salt you got to have? Because you know, after you cook the fish, what do you got to do? You got to salt, you got to salt it to keep it, to keep it, to keep it right. And so, is there any other kingdom in the history of the world that could have pulled that off? Could Rome, 2,000 years ago, could have pulled that off? Could Rome, could they have pulled off feeding 7,000 people, fish, bread, 12 basket? Could Rome have pulled that off? Could the great Chinese dynasties have pulled that off on short notice? Over the last 2,000 years, what kingdom could have done that? Right now, in Tyler, if you had 7,000 people out in the middle of, right outside of town, on some field, could, is there enough bread and fish in Tyler right now to feed 7,000 people till everybody's full and 12 baskets left over? Is there enough, if you went to HEB right now, is there enough bread? Is there enough fish? If you went to every restaurant, if you went to every store, is there enough fish to pull that off? Let me tell you something. Amazon might be a supply chain and Cisco might be a supply chain, but there's another supply chain and it's called the kingdom supply chain. Because I'm telling you what God can do for you and no other kingdom in the history of the world can do for you. There is a kingdom supply chain and it's all around us. But we're not plugging in and we're not connecting. And you know what it has an abundance of? It has an abundance of glory available to you. And it's got an a, it's got of a abundance of provision available to you. Why? We can touch this world. We can reach this world. For Jesus Christ. 
Everybody say kingdom, supply, chain. You ready to connect? Do you want access to it or do you just want to live in the world of need? Do we just want to live in the world of enough? Bless God if I can just get enough this month. Father, I just ask you to just help me get enough this month. Never pray that prayer again. Let me say it again. Never pray for enough again. That's not who God is. He's El Shaddai. He's the God of more than. He's never done anything enough. He doesn't know how to do enough. He gave us more earth than we need, more oceans than we need, more oil than we need, more gas than we need, more diamonds than we need, more universe than we need, more sun than we need, more ocean than we need. Anything he's ever done, you know what, how, you know how he did it? More than enough. Can I tell you what Jesus was? Jesus was more than enough. Don't pray for enough. Pray for what? But you got to know something about that kingdom supply chain. That's where the glory is. That's where the provision is. And we need an abundance of both of it if we're going to reach this world. Or we don't and we just act like we want to. Oh, that was sarcastic, wasn't it? I'm sorry. Thank you, sweetie. Say that again. What would you just tell me? I think I will. Thank you. We're either going to reach this world with glory and provision or we're just going to not, but act like we want to. There's a kingdom supply chain. So how do we connect to it? Let me give you three quick things. Number one, everything about that story was obedience. The father told Jesus what to do, right? Jesus told the disciples what to do, right? The disciples told the people what to do, right? Everybody obeyed. If Jesus obeys, does people, do, do people get fed? If the disciples disobey, do people get fed? If all the people, 7,000, if they disobey, do people get fed? Everybody obeyed. You want access to that kingdom supply chain? You've got to be a better obeyer this year than you were last year. And I know, listen, I know we don't like that word obey. It's not a, watch this. Blackberry cobbler. Just flows off the lips. Oh, Bluebell ice cream. Blessed to be a blessing. Just like honeycomb. Just now watch this. Obey. We don't like to obey. You know what we like to do? Come on, just talking to you, some of you, 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 you men out there. Come on, some of you let I want to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it, and who I want to do it with. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. Obey. None of that happens if they don't. And can I tell you what that comes down to? It comes down to lordship. See, there's people here today and there's people in every church this morning. You know Jesus as your savior. If you died, you know you'd go to heaven. And, and you would stand up in front of anybody and say, Jesus Christ is my savior. But you're not living lordship. Come on, you know it and I know it and you know I know it and I know you know I know. You're not living lordship. Lordship is I want to be who you've called me to be. I want to do what you've called me to do. Lordship is your boss, your master. You lead, I'll follow. Don't make me go carry Underwood on you. I start singing, Jesus, take the wheel. Come on now, that's lordship. Is Jesus Lord of your life? 
Or are you doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, and who you want to do it with, but you checked the box this morning by coming to church? Obedience. The second word is order. We don't like that word either. Order? Order? We don't like that word order. Get your life in order. Get your home in order. Get your fi- what? Who are you talking to? Don't be talking to me that way. Get your car in order. Get your finances in order. Come on. Do you have a spirit of excellence? Are you a good steward over what God's given you? God, I want more. I want more. I want more. Are you taking care of what you got? I want a bigger house. I want a bigger house. I want a bigger house. Are you taking care of the house you got? I want a nicer car. I want a nicer car. Are you taking care of the car you got? I want visitors. I want visitors. I want visitors. Are you taking care of the visitors that are coming? Order. Somebody say order. Order is the atmosphere that miracles take place in. You see, where where is that in the story? They all had to... Jesus said, I'm not doing anything until everybody is seated in ranks of 50 or 100. Question. How long do you think it took 12 dudes to get 7,000 people seated in ranks of 50 or 100? Would you have liked that job? 12 people. 7,000 people hungry. And you got to get them seated in ranks of 50 or 100. You know how many 48, 49, 50s that is? 48, 49, 50. All right, y'all sit down. Paul's over, uh, John's over here. All right, 98, 99, 100. Sit down. 48, 49, 50. Sit down. You know what happened? Hey, Peter, um, uh, me, and, me and Bill, we want to change groups. Can, can we change? Help me, Jesus. Praise God. Yes, but just change. Somebody over here. Hey, 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 Matthew. Hey, uh, you know the bathroom? <laughs> yes, you go to the bathroom, but you come back and get in that group. And Jesus, the whole time he's sitting up on the mountain, he's like, I ain't doing nothing. Until everybody is seated in ranks of 50 or 100. You, do you think maybe there's some things you think you're waiting on God and you're not? God's waiting on you to get some things in order? You think there's some areas that maybe you think you're waiting on God, but God's waiting on you to obey because He's been dealing with you about doing something you still hadn't done it yet, and He's been dealing with you about stop doing some stuff and you're still doing it, and He's been dealing with you about doing some things in the church and you still hadn't done it, and He's been dealing with you about some people He wants you to draw close to and you haven't, and there's some people He's been draw He's been talking to you about about pulling away from and you haven't done it. We're waiting on God. No, God's waiting on you. He's sitting on top of the mountain with five loaves and two fishes. Come on. And he ain't doing nothing till you obey and you get some things in order. Give me another one. Give me one of them. Keep it reals. Come on. I love you so much. All right. I need some ushers. Give me, give me, give me four or five ushers.
Hallelujah. You got a few more? Did you get, grab you one? All right, here you go. Did you get one? You can't get one, bro. There you go. There you go. Everybody say obedience. obedience. Order. Order. But a little boy had to sow a seed. You can have all the obedience in the world. You can have all the order in the world. But if you don't put something in his hands... How many know if you multiply anything times zero, what do you got? You can't, you can't, you can't feed 7,000 people with 12 baskets left over with nothing. You got to start with something. There's got, that little boy sowed a seed that day. Come on, look at you. That, 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 that was his five loaves and two fishes. Wasn't a lot. This isn't a lot. But it's not about what this is. It's whose hands you put it in. Are you gonna are you gonna obey God with it? Are you gonna operate out of order with it? Part of part of the obedience issue and the order issue is something that this is not. That little boy didn't tithe that day. If he'd have tithed, he'd have pinched off ten percent of the fishes and loaves and gave it to Jesus, right? Did he do that? That wasn't a tithe. Tithe isn't sowing, tithe is, is obedience. Can I tell you one of the other so many reasons I love the tithe? Can I tell you one of my favorite things I love about the tithe? It's fair. If you're God, I'm going to make you God for a second, and you've got somebody over here that made $100 this week, and they're, and they're tithing, and they give 10% to the kingdom, $10 to the kingdom, and you've got another person over here that made 10000 this week, and they give 1000 into the kingdom, how does God see them? And it's not that God needs it. Streets are made out of gold. Kingdom needs it. 
here a few months ago. The Lord spoke to me, and uh, I called Pastor Lubo there in Bulgaria, and the Lord just put it on my heart to send a thousand over there to Lubo. And so I, I, I did. I did a Western Union transfer, and I said, Lubo, this is what I want to do. I said, I want. I said, I want. I said, I want a hundred dollars to go to you and Tanya. I said, but I want you to find nine pastors. And I want you to give them all $100 each, which would have turned out to be about 160 lever. That's their currency over in Bulgaria. And he goes, oh, and this is what he said. He goes, oh, my gosh, Philip. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I said, what? He said, he said, he said, he said, the country just shut down. He said, we can't even get to the banks. He said, this is going to, this is going to, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be such a blessing to all these gypsy pastors. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It was it, you know, you, you do know $100 to you is different than $100. He sold a, but the boy didn't tithe. Tithing is an obedience issue. You're not going to be able to connect into that kingdom supply chain if you're not a tither. It's an obedience issue. It's not a seed you sow. It's an obedience issue. The boy sowed a seed. He put something into the hands of Jesus. At the end of 2019, and I think I might have told this story last year. I'll tell it again because it's, it's developed even into more of a miracle. Into 2019, um, the Lord spoke to me and said, Philip, I want you to increase your giving. Now, you've got to understand, we're already a tithing ministry, but then we support 15 ministries around the world every month, and I never miss and then we give as the Holy Ghost leads us to give. We already give 20% of our income back into the kingdom. You say, how in the world do you do what you do on 80%? You can't outgive God. You can't do it. I've been trying to outgive God and, and I'm failing miserably. And when you get addicted to God, He'll support your habit. Y'all been addicted to stuff and come on, He did not support your habit. You get addicted to giving, he'll support your habit. And so I start praying. I said, God, how do you want me to increase my giving? What do you want me to do? And I kept praying, kept praying, obedience. I kept praying, praying obedience. You got to do what he tells you to do, right? He said, I want a river of two zero checks flowing out of the ministry and a river of two zero, three zero, four zero checks to flow into the ministry. There was no COVID at this time. And he said, I want you to sow into people that would never expect it. Now, I knew what a two zero check was in my in my. I knew that was a $100 seed. Just our language. God and I's language together. And so January 1, we wrote our first check. Wrote it to this young girl. Wrote a sweet note. Just blessed her. Love you. Proud of you. Sowed it. By the time COVID hit, we had already wrote six of those checks. March, April, May come. Meetings are falling off. I'm not waiting for pastors to call and cancel. I'm calling them. I knew they were churches were shutting down. And I, I didn't want them. They, nobody wants to call me and say, Brother Philip, we can't have you, COVID. I called them first. Let's just reschedule. Oh, Brother Philip, thank you so much for calling. We didn't want to call you. We love you. Da, 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 da. March and April and May were three of the greatest financial months we've ever had. I got my giving out ahead of the curve. Somebody's going to hear that. I don't know who's going to hear it, but I got my sowing out ahead of the curve. A lot of people wait till they're in financial trouble. That's when they want to start sowing. Better late than never, but get your sowing out ahead of the curve. 20, 2020 was one of the greatest financial years we've ever had. That By the end of the year, we had sowed 56 of those checks. I was trying to outgive God. I couldn't do it. I got addicted to it. 
I was Western Union money and money all over the world. I was sending money to Israel and Bulgaria and Solomon Islands and Australia. Come on, and we we sent a bunch of seed over to Ireland. I was just I was just obeying and sowing, obeying and sowing, obeying and sowing. And you get come on, you get your seed out on every wave. Guess what comes in on every wave? Harvest. Twenty twenty one hits. You think I'm gonna stop? No, oh, I don't. I'm addicted. As of today, was it September the twelfth? Usually I don't know what day it is. It's September the 12th. I've already written 80 checks. Got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. If you can develop a rhythm in your giving, a rhythm, 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 a rhythm. You develop a rhythm in your giving. Seed going out consistently. Harvest coming in consistent. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. You're connected to the kingdom supply chain. You'll be blessed to be a blessing. Your best days will be ahead and there won't be nothing the devil can do about it. Everybody stand to your feet. Look at that dollar. You got a decision to make. Look at it. Pull it out. Look at it. You're going to have a decision to make today. Look on the... Which president is that... Are you going to trust the world, the government, the president? Look on the other side. Are you going to trust God? Government's not going to help you connect to that kingdom supply chain. God can. I'm fixing to pray over you. I'm hoping all of you get what I'm fixing to release, but it'll ultimately be up to you and whether or not you stretch out your faith to receive it. But listen, there's a, there's a grace on my life to give. And I've given you a seed to begin with. Now this seed that you have in your hand right now, it's special. little lady pulled me aside Wednesday night at church. And she said, Philip, i got to tell you a story. She said, you took up an offering at our church on August the 8th. It was at my home church. I mean, I, I took, it, it was just, took two minutes. I mean, it was, but I had a word that night about something. And, and she reached out with her faith and got it. It stirred her faith. That day, a man from Dallas called her son looking for her. And he, that day, that day, a man from Dallas called her son looking for her. They talked to the next day. This man found out that she had memorabilia. In 1956, she went to go see Elvis at a Waco concert. She won a contest and four girls got to go backstage and get a picture with Elvis. She showed me the picture. I have it on my phone. If you want to see it after the service, come find me and I'll show it to you. It's really cool. She was a cute little thing. The man drove all the way down from Dallas to her home, went through the memorabilia, and gave her $1,000 for it. This hundred that you hold in your hand is, is the seed she sowed into the ministry. And now I'm turning around and sowing it into you because I think you're good ground. And I think God wants you to live in a world of more than enough. 
And I think God wants you to connect to the kingdom supply chain. He wants this church to connect to the kingdom supply chain. And y'all have enough to do everything God's called you to do. Because we're in an hour where we need to build the kingdom. Amen? So I'm going to pray over you. And when I pray, I want you to open up your eyes and I want you to look around. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to go give your dollar to somebody that God puts on your heart. You're going to look around this building and somebody's going, somebody's going to have a shine on them. You're just going to be drawn to somebody. And you're going to walk over and you're going to give it to them and you're going to say, God bless you. Jesus loves you. God told me to give this to you. Brother Philip, what if no one gives me a dollar? It ain't about you getting a dollar. It's about you being obedience with this dollar. What if God speaks to everybody and everybody gives their dollar to one person? Would that be all right? The most important thing is you obey. Can I give it to them tomorrow? No, that would be disorder. God is saying, do it. Bow your head. Father, there's a kingdom supply chain. Father, most of your people and most of your churches have never connected the way we should. And Father, if there's ever an hour where we need to connect and pull out and and, and get that unlimited glory and that unlimited provision to reach the world, Father, we're in that hour. And Father, right now, they're holding in their hand a supernatural seed. And Father, today, they're going to begin to sow. They're going to begin to sow. Father, today, they're going to begin to sow. And Father, I just pray that an anointing of grace is released upon their life today and every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Father, they're going to be looking for something to sow. And Father, they're going to try to outgive you and they're going to fail. And Father, they're going to get addicted to giving and you're going to support their habit. And Father, they're going to be sowing dollars, but soon they're going to be sowing fives and then soon tens and soon a hundreds and soon a thousands. And Father, all things are possible if we'll just believe. Father, release on us today a greater... Grace to give. And Father, when they open up their eyes, show them who to go bless this seed with. In Jesus Christ's name. Open up your eyes and go to them now. Hallelujah. Come here, Miss. Come here, Miss. Be real. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, y'all are a blessing. Can you play track one on that CD? Where's that young lady that was playing the keyboard? Where's she at? She working with the kids? Anybody go get her? Go get her. Play track one on that CD.
Help me, if you sow seed, what do we reap? Harvest. But we just... We just don't want harvest. We need the glory. Can I get an amen? So what do we sow if we want... If we want the harvest, we sow the seed. But if we want the glory, we sow the... Y'all ready? We sow worship. You want the glory? You want miracles and signs and wonders? We want the glory? We want His presence? His presence is more important than the provision. That's what you're going to be talking about in the days ahead. You're not putting down the provision. We just got to make sure we're after the presence more than we're after the provision. Seek ye first the kingdom and then all the... mm, Are y'all with me? If we so worship, we reap what? Presence. Glory. You think I want you up to... Get down here. Ain't nobody told you to go play a keyboard. I looked up there, I saw you. What tell me your name again? Kayla. Who's, who's, whose blessing is this? That's y'all's blessing? I know, that's y'all's blessing. Uh, you know, you married up, but she's like the best of both of y'all. Man. So, I looked up at you, and, and, and I, I saw me putting bills in your hand. And every bill, I heard myself saying, a moment of favor coming your way. A moment of favor. I don't know how much this is. But every one of these represent a moment of favor in your life. And it's going to get so good, you're going to be like, this isn't fair. God, stop. Never tell Him to stop. Just keep giving Him all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And keep God first. Come on, amen. Keep lifting up the name of Jesus. Keep serving. Keep worshiping. Hold your hand out. So you got one moment of favor, and then there's another, and 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 then there's there's ten. So there's another, 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 and then there's another. And then there's another. And then there is, there's 20 another's. Good? Come back here. Do it how I did it. Another. Another. Here's 20 more another's. It's all coming. Just keep Jesus first. Keep lifting up the name of Jesus. And the reason there's the favor is because there's obedience and order in your life. And if you don't know what that means, watch the video. I love you, baby. Amen. Amen. You can go and do whatever you want to do.